name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our program. Now, in today's message, we're going to talk about how we need to wait on the Lord, which is hard for many of us because we live in a time now we want everything quick, everything easy. But God has given us a promise, and our job is to be obedient and wait. Be blessed by this message. But see, we are living in a time now we don't like to wait, do we? Let's be honest. We want everything quick. We want everything easy. We, want, we know God tells us something, but we got our own agenda. You know, we serve an all, a God of all, and all things are possible to those who believe, but his timing is everything. And so many times we mess up the promise because we want to do things our way. Because we don't like to wait. And we had a visual of this in our ministry several years ago. Y'all remember when we went to, uh, anyway, we were out evangelizing. And I know Amanda was there and Larry, and they were singing, I Don't Mind Waiting. Y'all remember? You know, it's a beautiful song. <laughs> and oh, we were getting into it. Oh, yes, Lord, we don't mind waiting. Till we got to the restaurant after the, after the service. <laughs> And it took forever for us to get our food. Two hours, they said. And I've never heard so much whining and complaining in my life. And I said, well, guess what, Lord? We do mind waiting. I said, Amanda, don't you ever sing that song again. <laughs> because that's the kind of world we live in. We want things quick. But we're going to talk today about how important it is when the Lord speaks to us to wait on him in his timing. Are y'all ready for the word? Amen. Amen. All right. Let's go to Genesis 15, 4 through 6. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and he counted to it to him for righteousness. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray now that you anoint me to teach this word. Anoint every heart to receive in Jesus' name. Now we've all heard the the message of Abraham and Sarah, if you've been in church any amount of time, or even in Sunday school, Father Abraham, we would sing about him. But you know, when he was 87 years old, and Sarah was her name at that time, Abram was his, she was 77, the Lord spoke and said, you're going to have a son that will come from your body. Well, this looked almost impossible. I mean, it's like, how in the world? This is impossible. This will never happen. There's no way. Let's help God out a little bit. And how many times does the Lord speak to us, and we want to help him out just a little bit? Lord, I'm not telling you what to do, but you could work it this way, and I might could help you out just a little bit. So she had this great idea that um, Abram would sleep with Hagar, her maidservant. In those days, if you couldn't have children, you were shamed by your peers, and it was kind of a custom of the day. You could let your husband speak with the ma uh, sleep with a maidservant. Well, 
I don't know about y'all. I'm not too sure about that one. But anyway, <laughs> Abram said, okay, we'll do it. Well, she got pregnant. And then all of a sudden, Hagar is ugly to Sarah. Probably thinking, look who I am. I'm able to have a baby and you're not. And like any good woman, what does she do? She blamed Abraham. <laughs> this is all your fault. This is your fault we're in this condition. And he said, uh-uh, this was your idea. This is your servant. Now you go deal with it. And how many times in our lives does God tell us to do something and we get out of his will because we can't wait and then we blame the devil? All right, devil. You know, we're living in a country now and a world that we want to blame everybody. Republicans got, blame the Democrats. Democrats blame the Republicans. We, we blame our schools. We blame our churches. We blame our pastors. My goodness, some of y'all are blaming your parents and you're 50 years old. It started in the Garden of Eden where, where uh, Adam blamed Eve. She blamed the serpent. And we're still doing the blame game today. But I can tell you the issue is sin and Jesus Christ is the answer. And we've got to learn to take responsibility for our lives because this world's going to change when we have revival in our home. See, we can say when prayer was taken out of the school, things were changed, but it changed when we took prayer out of home. We need revival in our churches. We need revival, and it starts with us. And then we need revival in our country. But it's never going to happen, and it begins with us. Amen? It starts with us. Because that's the only answer. It's not blaming everybody. It's taking responsibility that Jesus is the only hope that any of us have. And it comes with revival in him and trusting him. So he blamed her and she blamed him. And so she went to Hagar and was ugly to Hagar. And she got upset. And so she was on the run. So what she did is she ran to a desert stream. And from that point, she met an angel of the Lord that says, your child will be as wild as a donkey. He will be for no one, and no one will be for him. Now, wouldn't that be a word of encouragement if you were depressed? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And he said, what you need to do is you need to go back to your mistress and submit. Well, she did. See, so many times when we are in the middle of a mess, maybe it's one that we created, Sometimes it's just our bad decisions. We can't blame it on anybody. It's just stupid decisions that we make. Have y'all ever made any? <laughs> we all have. But see, the thing about it, you, you learn from those. But she started, you know, we, we tend to run when that happens. When we are in the middle of a mess or we've been hurt, you know, have you ever just thought, if I could just run away? Oh, daily, weekly? 
But the problem is you are wherever you go. See, we're in the, the body of Christ. We as ministers, we're always telling people, get over your past. Your past is in the past. And that's true. But when you have soul wounds that are so deep and so much hurt. See, we're always talking about physical healing in the body. But so many times there's emotional wounds that need to be healed. And we got to get real with the Lord to be healed. Because so many times it's like, just get over it. And see, not everybody's got the same temperament as everybody else. Some people can't get over it, that is. You don't know what those people have been through to have all those soul wounds in their lives. That is their pain. But so many times we want to run away. And have you ever wondered why some women, maybe they were in an abusive relationship, they were beaten, and it's finally get out of that relationship, and then they marry somebody just like it, or worse. Why? There's soul ties that needs to be broken. There are spirits that attach itself. That's why you don't need to go just everywhere. You know, that's what I tell people. You better watch where you're going because there's spirits there. But they are, you know, but they have to be healed. And what happens is people, they rush out there wanting to find a, a spouse. That's none of y'all I know. Amen. I've been married almost 40 years, so I found one first time. <laughs> and I've trained him quite well. <laughs> Just kidding. But see, the problem is you need to let the Lord heal the soul wounds in your life because you got junk in your trunk. And then the problem is you go marry somebody else that's got junk in their trunk. And then you got little babies that, and children that have junk in their trunk. So you need to let the Lord heal you and let him send who he wants you to have. I've heard that they can just sway you with all kinds of wonderful words. <laughs> Be the best Christians in the world till you get them. <laughs> like, what happened to you? But we need to, James 4, 7 says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. But see, so many people don't want to submit themselves to the Lord. Because there's people that they're rebuking the devil all day long. I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke. And that's good. But if you don't sit, submit yourself to God, he ain't going nowhere. Amen. And see, we got too many Christians on the fence. One foot in the world, one foot in the church. We're like a chameleon. We change colors with whatever group we're around. But I'm telling you, there's a wind of the Holy Spirit that's moving. You gotta, it's going to blow you off that fence. You're going to get in, get out, or get right over. Because his church is rising in these last days. And it's going to be a bunch of real Christians. Not only saints on Sunday and eighths the rest of the week, but real Christians who walk the talk. This world is looking for real. They're tired of fakes. They're tired of phonies. And we in the body of Christ have got to come together and encourage each other and lift each other up and quit fighting among each other. We'll never agree on everything, but if we can agree on Jesus, revival is going to take place because a remnant is right. Y'all just excuse me while I preach today. I just feel like it. <laughs> Y'all helping me in on television out there too, aren't you? 
So we got to submit. Jesus has got to be number one in our lives. We've got our eyes off of Jesus and let the enemy come in and, and, and cause distractions and discouragements in our lives. And I've said it many times. If he can't take you out with sickness, he'll try to wear you out with distractions. And some of you have been through one battle after another battle after another battle, but you're still here, praise God. And you're stronger because of every strong that you've been through. So she went back and she submitted. And Ishmael was born. Well, when Abraham was 100... And Sarah was 90. The Lord said this scripture. This one's coming from your body. See, Ishmael was the seed of flesh because they wanted to do it their way. And so she laughed. Sarah laughed. Has God ever spoken anything to you and you just had to laugh because she thought there is no way that's going to happen? <laughs> Television ministry? Worldwide? Country girl from the sticks <laughs> but God but God but she laughed but guess what Isaac was born now just imagine being in this household two jealous women Hagar was in the middle of a mess she didn't ask for Ishmael didn't ask to be in that family either but they were all living under one roof. All I can say, y'all men are saying, poor Abraham. <laughs> I know what y'all thinking. <laughs> so when it was time for Isaac's weaning celebration, the Bible doesn't say exactly how old he was, but she overheard Hagar and Ishmael making fun of Isaac. You know how us mothers are. You can talk about us all day long, but don't you talk about our babies. We can talk about them, but not you. And so she said, somebody in this family has got to go, and it's going to be them. And see, Abraham knew he had to say goodbye to his flesh and blood for Isaac to get the blessing. You're talking about a dysfunctional family. Do y'all know what a dysfunctional family is? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. But, you know, if you think about Jesus, his family line was full of ites. Y'all say ites. Rahab was a prostitute. She was a Canaanite. Tamar seduced her father-in-law, and she was a Canaanite. Then you got David, who committed adultery with Bathsheba, and she was married to a Hittite. Ruth was a Moabite. She was a what? A knight. And married an Israelite. But something good came from that family lineage, and that was Jesus Christ. And you may say you were just a messed up it. And you may have been from a dysfunctional family. And maybe you never felt the love of your, your family. But I can tell you what, Jesus Christ loves you just the way you are. And the decision is up to you. You may have had a terrible beginning, but the rest of your life can be the best of your life. Because you say, I'm going to be determined to be happy. 
I'm not going to be bound by what people said about me. I'm not going to be bound by my past. I have a future with Jesus Christ, and I'm going to move on to that future. And do what God has called you to do. The Lord can take that mess of your life and make a message. He can turn those tears into a testimony. When you understand how much he loves you just the way you are. But some of you are bound by guilt. It's time to be free of that guilt. Because when you, once you ask Jesus for forgiveness, it's under the blood of Jesus, and he remembers it no more. And God wants to do a mighty work in you, but you've got to forgive yourself. We all have a past. We all have guilt. We all have regrets. But learn from them. Learn from them. So Isaac had to say goodbye to his flesh and blood. He was probably 13 at this time. This was his child. Think about how much he loved that child. And for some of you to be blessed, you got to say goodbye to some people. That's not your spouse, so don't be saying, I got the word today. Some of y'all are thinking, that's a word for me. No, no, no. Matthew 10, 9 through 15. Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts, nor a bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. Now, whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy. And stay there till you go out. And when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace, y'all say peace, peace, come upon it. But if it's not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it would be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah and the day of judgment than for that city. And what Jesus was telling the disciples is if you go into a home and they receive you, you bless it and you stay there. Because if they're rejecting you, they're not really rejecting you, they're rejecting me. Go to the next city and minister and dust them. Y'all say, dust them. Just dust them. And see, that's what happens. Jesus could not perform miracles in his own hometown because they were offended with him. Very few miracles took place. But when they went to the next city, Capernaum, many miracles took place. And I can tell you in the body of Christ, the Lord is calling all of us to bring people to the kingdom now. But you got to have some tough skin and a soft heart to minister the gospel. Because not everybody is going to accept what you got to say. But I can tell you there are people out there that would love to hear what you're trying to tell them. You're trying to tell them about Jesus. You're trying to help these people. The next thing we got to do is we got to say goodbye to our mouths. We got to submit our mouths to Jesus. We got to get our mouths saved every day. I think I'm talking about some folks today, including myself. Mark 11, 12 through 
14. Now the next day when they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he could find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Then Mark 11, 20 and 21 says, now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Y'all say dried from the roots. As Peter remembering said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Have y'all wondered why Jesus cursed that poor little fig tree? It was kind of an acted out parable of the money changers in the temple. But I think he was given a visual lesson to the disciples. See, when, they, when it happened, you saw nothing. But after several days, it withered from the root. And see, we are taught as children that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But y'all, words hurt. Words go down into your root system. And those bad roots produce bad fruit. You know, and that's, that's why we got to be careful the words we speak and the words that were spoken over you. So I'm going to talk about some curses today because this was cursed from the root. And some of you got some roots that need to be healed. It's pain. You've covered it up for years. But you know what happens when we start speaking those words? Is it goes down. You know, in the spiritual, when we speak those words, or when we're in our physical body, when we speak those words, it responds. And those are bondages that's got to be broken. You know, a woman that is hooked on crystal meth, when she has that baby, that baby is usually addicted. Well, that's the same thing in our lives. If we don't break some bondages in our lives, some strongholds that we have, it's going to come down to our children. And one day you're going to find yourself fussing at them and they're acting exactly like you. You that got children, is there always one that's a little bit harder to get along with sometimes? And they're usually like you, aren't they? A lot of times. So we got to let the Lord heal us. It may be in your finances. I'll never get that job. I'm so broke I can't pay attention. I mean, we'll just fill in the blank. And then there's people that will confess accidents. Every time I go on vacation... I fall and get hurt. I worked with a lady one time. Every time she went somewhere, she broke a bone. Why? She confessed it all the time. She'd come back. Even before she left on her trip, she would say, you know, I always get hurt on a trip. I'm accident prone. And she usually did. So we got to take hold of the words. And this seems so simple, but we live in a very negative world, and those negative words want to come out of us. Have you ever wondered why they say it's 20% chance of rain instead of 80% chance of sunshine? Because we live in a negative world. And the news now is everything negative. That's the only thing that sells is negative, and it gets into us. But we got to change the way we speak, and we start, the, the word says for us to speak to the mountains in our lives. And what we got to understand, it's not God's mountain, it's our mountain. It doesn't say to talk about it, it says to speak to it. Because your words are powerful. 
Your body may not feel healed, but your word, you speak the word, I am healed in the name of Jesus. Body, I speak to you. My children are mighty men and women of God. You start speaking those faith-filled words. You know, when Ezekiel spoke to the dead, dry bones, it was impossible. No life. Bones everywhere. But when he started speaking, they came to life. All things are possible to those who believe. I pray this message blessed you. And you've got your mind made up that Jesus is going to be number one in your life. Like the scripture says, submit yourself to the Lord, resist the devil, and he will flee. And now's the time for you to totally submit your life to Jesus. No more on the fence. No more in the world one day while talking about Jesus the next, but totally submitting to him. Let him be number one in your life. And if you're watching and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life and the Holy Spirit is dealing with you, I want to lead you to Jesus. That's the greatest uh, decision you'll ever make. So just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross just for me and you rose again on the third day. Come into my heart and come into my life. And from this day forth, I'm going to live for you. If that's you, congratulations, find you a good Bible-believing church and grow to be more like Jesus. This world needs Jesus and the Lord can use you to tell other people. Give them your testimony of what God has done in your life. If you're watching this program and you need special prayer, we do have a 1-800 number. We'll be glad to pray with you, but leave a message and we'll call you back. Last, I've got to thank my partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we pray for you every day. And we could use your help right now to stay on this station. If you enjoy our program, we need your help. Any amount would be appreciated. The information's on the screen. You can go to our website, sandrahancock.org, to find ways to give or send a, a check or a money order to P.O. Box 1557, Laurel, Mississippi, 39441. We love and appreciate. We love spreading the gospel to a world that needs Jesus. Now, next week, we're going to have a brand new show, a brand new message. Don't you dare miss it. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope. And remember, your hope is in Jesus. My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Many of you that are watching this broadcast, you feel like you're at the end of your rope. You've got some impossible situations, but I got some good news. You have hope in Jesus because we still serve a supernatural miracle working God of now. I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.